Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. And in typical fashion, Bubblicious Scrubadicious is running late. Actually, we don't even know. He just doesn't let us know, but we have a job. You know, Hayes works at the cookie shop later today. I have practice in under an hour. You yeah. know, we got places to be. Exactly. So we are going to rock and roll. Updated our formatting a little bit just to, you know, we're going to pick one specific team negative, one specific team positive. Um, we're actually going to give a recommendation to how to fix, you know, the thing we're complaining about or the negative. Yep. Um, and then I didn't text this to you guys, but I was thinking, you know, when we mention a, I, I was thinking every week we find something new uh for either a negative or a positive you know rather than so i feel like typically we say the same thing ed ingram sucks yep koc is a bad play caller though that will be my greatest negative this week but i won't use it again next week Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just think you know change it up try and make some new points that's smart yeah and just you know, rather than just come here and rip on them every single week, give suggestions, find silver mm-hmm. linings. We did yep. win yesterday, did despite, win, yep. despite, again, the social media. And I think we all felt the same way where it really did not feel like a win. Oh, no. I was like, doesn't feel like a victory Monday type. Let's celebrate the win at all. No, no. And, you know, we have to <clears throat> dad actually some good points, though. So. And, and dad kind of called it uh, in the sense of while we were watching the game, he's like, I feel like this is going to end how they ended last year games, which it did. It, it ended with a one score win. turnover, huh? Uh, yeah. Key turnover, one score win. Yeah. I was more so. Yeah. Key turnover where it looked like they were about to, the bears were about to score, take the lead. And either we're going to have a comeback fourth quarter, comeback yep. Kirk. Or obviously what did happen was Byron Murphy intercepted a terrible throw by the Bears. Undrafted D2 quarterback. Quarterback. So a win's a win. Let's get rolling. Hayes, what did you feel was the team's biggest negative that you saw watching yesterday's game? Um, I'm going to give it to the running game. It was it was a joke. Um, I think Madison had just over 40 on like 18 carries you give cam Akers one carry and he busts it for like eight yards um it's just it it gets old with i listen i i liked madison going into the season i thought he could prove some people wrong and, and have a great year he's been garbage 2.4 yards per carry is horrible um so I was no just yesterday that's not his total season no that was just yesterday yeah. that was just yesterday but even you look at his season stats 82 carries for 320 yards and he doesn't have a touchdown and we're through six games. He hasn't missed any games. He started everyone. So um, I said he was going to for sure go over a thousand. So I think any inept idiot who gets 20 carries a game can rush for a thousand yards in a season considered their 17 games. But um, yeah, it, it was bad. I believe he's on pace for 910 rushing yards. And see, he's been so bad, and he still is getting that close to a thousand yards. 
Well, that, I mean, yeah, you, you made the point early too that it's not a difficult thing to do. It's in not this, like a thousand yards is what roughly. 70 to 80 rushing yards a game. I'm just kind of guessing right now, but you can, I guess, easily do the math. Thousand divided by it's not even that, it's 58 rushing yards a game. Yeah, it's a thousand yards if you play uh, all 17 games, all 17 games, which, yeah, it's actually kind of wild that you know, only about less than a third of running backs actually do that in the season now. Yeah, um, all right. So yours is the overall run offensive performance, which I would agree. Um, I'm somewhat similar. I thought my greatest team negative was once again, the boring, uh, non-creative play calling by Kevin Mm O'Connell. One of my predictions was that we would score on 60% of our drives We scored on three of 11, which is, you know, less than 30%. So I was nowhere even close. And what's sad is that's kind of our average this season. Yeah. We are averaging, we are are scoring 35, if that percent of the time, which is embarrassing. I don't know where that compares amongst the league. Um, But again, uh, it not you know the I can't just choose the offense because that's way too broad. So I'm saying mm-hmm. the play calling. Um, you went to Jordan Addison on the very first play of the game, and he finished with three catches. Half of his receiving yards was on the first play of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phil Mackey actually had an interesting stat that I saw where <clears throat> it was a breakdown of the offensive touches. It went Cam Cam Akers 2, Brandon Powell 4, KJ Osborne 4, Jordan Addison 5, Hawkinson 8, Alexander Madison 25. So Madison made up over half or about half of your total offensive touches, which again, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a really solid RB2. Yep. There's no reason he should be getting that many touches. No. He also was your second leading targeted receiver against yeah, the I, I, Yep, I saw that too, yeah. Seven targets. Seven targets. Check down Kirk. Um, and again, I think it's a mix, and I'll, I'll get into it later on, but again, play calling. Why over half, well over half, 80%, I looked up the Kirk's um, pass <laughs> chart, like the flow chart. Mm-hmm. of like where his throws went yeah. uh, let's see here hold on hold on hold on threw it 31 times yep nine of those 31s was either at the line of scrimmage or behind so wow. that's just about a third right there six only six of his 31 passes were further than 15 yards yeah that's so 25 of his 31 passes were 15 yards or under it was like just Kirk has a good arm and yeah. I know you, and I know you don't have Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. but there's no reason over 80% of your throws over 80% of your throws are or under are, 15 yards. Exactly. Yeah. So like you said, yeah, we don't have Justin Jefferson, but there are quarterbacks who don't have star receivers or maybe their star receiver misses a game and they don't just fall flat on their face. 
Patrick Mahomes took the Travis or uh, Tyreek Hill was taken away from Patrick Mahomes. He went and had the best season of his career, won MVP, won the Super Bowl. Amon Ross St. Brown for the, the Lions last week missed missed the game. Jared Goff put up great numbers, put up 42 points. And everyone would be like, well, it was the Panthers. You were playing the Bears. The Bears are our worst defense. So it's inexcusable that ha ha ha. And I, yeah, the play calls were terrible. But yet again, it's it's cousins, you get the big money. You are a 13-year NFL vet, and you continue to play like a bum and like a rookie with the behind the line of scrimmage passes, going for fumbles, going for this and that. It's just he he's just yeah. It's you know, not fun. Uh, it's just it's it's not fun to watch. No, it's not. It's it was uh, it was not a good game to watch. No, no. So you know, that was my greatest team negative was again the play calling offense as a whole, but specifically the plays were not creative. No, it was check down Kirk from what we saw in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, no no reason. Also, Madison, I looked it up because I was curious. Madison is the out of all running backs in the NFL. He is the third most targeted running back. And again, this is not a receiving back. No, he's not. He has not shown that he is able to, you know, make big plays on screens or has Mm -hmm. great hands. Um, Why is he the third most targeted? Not even receptions, the third Mm -hmm. most targeted running back in the entire NFL. Um, And you made the point about Cam Akers. If... He, he had one handoff and it went for eight yards. Why would you not keep giving him the ball? I, I don't know. In three weeks as a Viking, and again, tiny sample size, mm-hmm. but he's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. Yeah. 11 touches, 63 yards, yeah. tiny sample size. You know, you could have another 11 yards and it go way down, but why not at least try it? We know what Madison's doing. Yeah, no, it, it's outrageous. Um, and my like uh, rolling into the how do you change how bad the offense was? And I said, just, just give the ball to Acres more. You've tried it with Madison. I'm not saying don't ever give Madison the ball again, but you're two and four. It won't hurt to give the guy you traded for a little more touches. Like you brought up Madison getting the ball 22 times and getting 72 yards and zero touchdowns is disgusting. Acres touching the ball once is a joke. So it's just. I, what are you doing tr- signing Reisner and trading for acres and trying to turn the season around and you just, you're, you're not, but then you don't even use those guys. It's really frustrating. So acres, you traded for him in hopes that it could be kind of a one, two punch with Madison and, and him. And you're not even attempting that. So give him the ball a little bit more. And I think it will, I think it will help your team significantly. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't even hurt to try. You, you make a great point in the sense of you're not even attempting to give him the ball. Yeah. I'd be curious what his snap count was yesterday. Cause I know he had, you know, some passes thrown his direction, but um, not much. I mean, I bet he wasn't on the field for more than 10% of it. Yeah. Um, my recommendation to fixing the um, play calling KOC needs to give it up. He needs to hand it over to Wes Phillips. I remember the biggest concern that people were saying when we hired Kevin O'Connell was, Hey, he doesn't even make, he doesn't even call plays for the Rams. It's all Sean McVay. He's just the offensive coordinator. And at first I'm like, okay, whatever. He's still clearly involved. I bet he's making suggestions. And now I'm concerned because I mean, 
you look back to last year when we were successful, we went MIA for like 50% of games Mm -hmm. for half that we, we would have a great opening series and then we'd finish with a great fourth quarter. Otherwise we did nothing in the second or third quarter this year. We're not even scoring points on the opening uh, drives. Yeah. The only success that I've seen KOC continue is ending the second half. That is where we see our, our greatest offensive success. Um, you know, yesterday we scored right before the half the time, uh, against Kansas city, we scored right before the half, um, Carolina, we were about to score before the pick Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. We were about to score before the Justin Jefferson fumble and Tampa Bay. We were about to score without before the KJ Osborne dropped INT. So almost every single game, our two minute offense is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, for the other essentially 58 minutes of the game, our offense looks inept. So my recommendation to fixing is Kevin O'Connell needs to stop with the play calling, maybe stick. You can keep your opening series, uh, you know, script that you always do. And maybe you can keep the two minute drill. But other than that, let's let Wes Phillips start calling plays. Yeah. I like that. Andrew, welcome. Um, Hayes and I were, we started off by saying our biggest, you know, negative we saw from the team perspective in yesterday's game. And then we both shared how, what, what we recommend fixing it. So Hayes mentioned the running game was his biggest negative that we saw. His recommendation was give acres more touches. Um, my biggest negative was the play calling. And my recommendation was KOC needs to take a step back. Just head coach, let Wes Phillips make some calls. So what do you got? Um, Mine would be more similar to Hayes's. I don't think, I don't really think uh, changing the play caller would make a huge improvement. I mean, I think right now it's just kind of what it is for on the offensive side. Like you have two mediocre running backs and you're still giving Madison majority of it, even though acres has shown more flashes Um, and you have KJ Osborne as your basically wide receiver one. So it's like, I feel like these next couple of weeks are going to be similar to what we just did yesterday, which is just a very inconsistent offensive game. That's like super boring to watch. And you just never got anything going at all. Like not once. Um, So I guess my only suggestion would be, yeah, switch up the, um, try to establish the run more and try to do it with acres. Cause I think when you do play acres more, um, you see he gains three to five yards almost every time. Like it's not a lot of negatives or zeros. And um, Madison had a, I think another drop yesterday. So it's just like too much inconsistency with Madison where he hasn't done enough to be like your number one and getting majority of the snaps. Yeah. Good points. Very good points. Um, well, you can start then right away. What was your moving on to positives? What was your greatest team positive from yesterday? Um, I think the defense would be the biggest positive. Uh, there wasn't really much to complain about other than that one drive where the Bears went down and scored a touchdown with, you know, an undrafted quarterback. Um, but overall, you did, they did 
everything you kind of needed them to do. Um, scored another touchdown already their second of the year. I think Jordan Hicks has been probably one of our better defensive players. Um, Daniel Hunter getting that trade stock up, which I love to see. Eight sacks, leads league, tied for the league. Um, but no, I would say uh, the cornerbacks played pretty well. I mean, you barely gave up any yards. The rush defense was not good. But other than that, um, I'd say the defense has overall been a positive. And it just sucks because they are kind of what you expected this year, which is a little below average maybe, but good enough to win you games. Oh, 100% agree. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah, they're, I would say they are exactly, if not even slightly better than what we anticipated. Um, you know, like it's now been – twice this year that we've given up under 20 points and that and i know it's against the two worst offensive teams in the nfl but i mean last year even the worst offensive teams we were still giving up a a bunch of yards and a bunch of points so they're at least doing their job against the worst which you know it's it's something um i also had the defense but i also had like a secondary one as well so uh i thought the offensive line played very well it's kind of been now three weeks in a row where the at least the pass protection has been significantly better. Um, Kirk is no longer having only two and a half seconds to get rid of the ball. Um, I think he had two sacks yesterday. I can't specifically remember when those took place, but watching, you know, with just the eye test, it did not look like he was really under pressure. Um, it looked like he had time. Obviously, the the run blocking wasn't great, but also Madison's not just not very good. Um, so I would say the defense was the greatest positive, but just to be slightly different, I would, I was pretty impressed by the offensive line yesterday and honestly, the last three weeks. Yeah, they, they played the offensive line was good. The offensive line was good, but I had the defense, um, you know, touchdown, five sacks, two picks, uh, two forced fumbles, fumble recovery. They were just, they were everywhere yesterday. They were the reason you won. Um, so yeah, the, the defense, was great. Jordan Hicks was great. You're playing a horrible team, so you should be, but still they, they, they did what they had to do. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Um, all right. Who Hayes was your MVP for the game? Your guy just said Jordan Hicks defensive touchdown, a pick. I think he had maybe a forced fumble in there or something like that, or fumble recovery, something like that. Um, but he was great. He was great. And like you said, he's played great all year. I wasn't so happy about re-signing him and giving him another shot, but he's proved me wrong. He's played really, really good this year. So, um, yeah, he, him and Daniil, they, they are the, they are the guys under defense right now that are, that are carrying you. I also had Hicks, um, same reason, same stats. Um, I thought Metellus played really good. I believe he got yeah, his yeah. first career sack yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, so shout out to Josh Metellus, but, um, yeah, uh, you know, I think you could also give it to Daniil. Andrew might give it to Daniil, but I went with, yeah, also Hicks just because, um, you know, he scored what ended up being a crucial defensive touchdown. The yeah. defense put up the same number of touchdowns, I should say, I guess not points, as your offense did. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I thought Jordan Hicks was definitely my my MVP for yesterday's win. Uh, my MVP is the man, the myth, the legend, Byron Murphy. Um, he helped me out with a prediction, which I badly needed, getting his first INT. 
Um, I also think you guys rip on him in coverage too much. Uh, he had DJ Moore locked down for pretty much most of the game. Yeah, you're playing two bad quarterbacks, but still, come on, give him a little credit. Um, I will give yeah, him no he's probably the best. Little, I'll give him a little. He's probably the best pre-agent signing since Brett Favre. Um, no, just no. But no, yeah, Byron Murphy. Yeah, only going up from here. Hope you're right. Uh, I don't think that's the case. But played average football against the worst quarterback in the league. Like we're we're talking the they the Vikings barely scratched together a win against the worst quarterback in the entire league. Um, and yeah, congrats, Byron Murphy. You picked off the Division Two. I think he's in the Wyack, isn't that where he used to run? I think he played in the Wyack for a while. No, he did not, and that's also D three. <clears throat> I wouldn't have been surprised if it was D3. He was horrible. Um, All right, Hayes, since... Well, yeah. Hayes, who... What player specifically... Oh, Andrew, we also mentioned before you jumped on to uh, spice it up every week. We can't pick the same either disappointment or negative week in and week out. We, we, we're changing it up every week. So uh, just FYI, as as you prepare week in and week out. So, Hayes, who was your most disappointing player yesterday? It was Cousins, without a doubt. Um, you are facing the worst defense in the league. I get you're without Jefferson, but you go 21 for 31 for 180 yards and a touchdown. It, it's I don't know how much longer I can do it with him. I, I really don't. He, thank goodness, this is going to be his last season with us. Um, some idiotic general manager can give him 40 million a year and watch his team crumble around him. But um, this game proved that uh, Kirk Cousins is nothing without Justin Jefferson. Um, He cannot throw the ball downfield. I made the point earlier. Quarterbacks can win Uh, games and put up good numbers. He can throw it. He just chose not to. Um, Like I said earlier, quarterbacks can, can put up good numbers without their best player. Kirk Cousins cannot. Uh, in his tenure with the Vikings, he's had phenomenal Pro Bowl receivers, two future Hall of Fame receivers, and he has uh, a single playoff win to show for it. So he he's I, I, I was a Cousins Crusader, like people call it, and uh, I've hopped on and off the Cousins train. I just hopped off the Cousins train yesterday. I lit the train on fire and I exploded the surrounding cities. Around oh my! Wow, that is very um, disruptive. I I am now on Jupiter. Cousins is in a cornfield in Iowa. I'm as far away as I possibly can be from Cousins. He Ooh. and I, I I do have a hot take that I'm going to throw in at the end, but uh, <laughs> no, he he is a joke. Well, I'm I'm not going to have that same level of uh, distaste and passion, but I I have the same guy in terms of most disappointed. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I want Andrew to hear it too. I looked at his, you know, quarterback spray chart, like where his passes were. He threw the ball 31 times, six, I'm sorry. No, I'll say it. Cause this sounds even worse. 25 of the 31 passes were 15 yards or under. He only threw the ball past 15 yards, six times. Um, and I know you said he can't throw past 15 times. He is able to, he just chose not to. And, you know, he was 50% throwing past 15 yards. One of which was a, you know, Addison drop. I think Addison said it would have dropped. It was going to be a tough catch, but it should have been a catch. 
Um, a Hawkinson drop, same thing, tough catch. When you're making that much money, that's a catch. So he could have been five of six past 15 yards, and yet 80% of his throws were barely over 10 yards. And th that is 2018 Kirk, which I don't miss. I don't want to see again. Again, Madison should not be your second highest targeted receiver. Um, I was super duper disappointed in Kirk Cousins because this Bears defense gave up 38 points, 27 points, 41 points, 31 points, 20 against a terrible commander's offense. And we scored 19 in which seven of were from the defense. So Kirk Cousins and, and this offense put up 13 points against a terrible Chicago Bears defense. So, yeah, we were talking in our Viking group chat uh, from college in the sense of unless, unless this season does a complete 180 or Kirk agrees to well below average quarterback salary, you're done with Kirk Cousins. I don't, I don't see either thing happening, but I'm just saying, I don't want to say, you know, for sure, no way. Um, I'm saying for sure, no way. You, can, you cannot bring him back. I don't think he's though bad enough to. He's not to, bad enough. Exactly. To, he's not, but he is not good enough to get you over what we've wanted him to do for years. He will never win a Super Bowl with the Vikings. I think if you can build a, if you can, if you can, if you don't have to pay him high quarterback salary money and you can use that money, essentially do what like a Tom Brady does and fill other holes, I think he could win you a Super Bowl. I don't think he can do it by himself. I think I you've could... given him the opportunity several years filling the holes around you and he has failed. So Agreed. Because thirty six season, he's going to be able to achieve. That. No, no, no. Because though he's taken so much money from us, that's why we fail. I, I, I would say, if he can, if he does a Tom Brady, and does not accept a massive contract, takes well below the the quarterback average. It's not. It's again. I don't see that happening. It's such a hypothetical that it's like yeah. not even worth talking about. But if all of a sudden something changed and he was down for that, then I'd say keep him. Cause I think you could win a Super Bowl with him if you can pay other people to fill the holes that that he so clearly needs to fill. Cause he can't do it by himself. No, yeah, he can't. Andrew, who is your miss this most disciplined um, player? Well, that's interesting that you guys both said Kirk. Cause I don't think it was Kirk. I think it was Madison for sure. Um Cam Akers had one carry. And his long was eight yards, and Madison had 18 carries, and his long was eight yards. Um, so that is disappointing to say the least. I would say it's funny. Every loss we've had, we've played better than the two wins we've had, and that's also goes for Kirk, because Kirk's numbers in the losses is um 340 passing yards per game, 11 touchdowns, and two interceptions. In the wins, it's 160 yards per game, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So it's just like weird. Like it's just very, very strange. And obviously, the other two teams were really bad, but um, Kirk's definitely not been great. But also, I'd say losing your the best wide receiver in the it will change like the way he plays. That should not even be like, I mean, you saw it with Brock Purdy. He would play terrible once 
McCaffrey and Pert or what's his face went down Debo. Um, so I don't think I don't think a lot of the losses should be blamed on Kirk. But I would I would say you know Brock Purdy's in his second year and he was yep. the last pick in the NFL draft. Kirk yes. Cousins is a 11, 12 year, year vet, NFL vet, thirteen year vet, third round pick. Like at that, I mean, there's no excuse. Read in my mind right now. I think it just shows how valuable Justin Jefferson is. Yeah, and and you know how much help Kirk Cousins needs to be good. Exactly. What did Patrick but, Mahomes do after Tyreek Hill was snatched from him? He won the MVP in the Super Bowl. So that's who you're going to have to beat when you get to the Super Bowl, Travis Patrick Kelsey. Mahomes. Uh, and he has TJ Hawkinson, the highest paid tight end in football. Mahomes is not out these close numbers. to Kirk Cousins. Huh? I said Mahomes is not close to Kirk Cousins. No. It's two very different people. Kirk Cousins is nowhere near Mahomes. <laughs> I don't think anyone is anywhere near Mahomes. No one is. You can mouth, make noises, and all that. Well, I don't know why you get so close whenever you need to say a statement. Kirk Cousins will never win a Super Bowl. Okay, see, he again, I can't get behind that. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right like, in the middle. I don't think Kirk should be forgiven for his play because he didn't have Justin Jefferson. I also am not in the position to say Kirk is the the only problem with this team and the only reason that – that's Kirk is not – Switching Kirk out for a rookie quarterback is not the missing piece of to to turn it around. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it's not. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm just I'm done. You you've tried the Kirks for six years. You've done the cousins the cousins train for six years. He's given you a playoff one. I'm I'm not backing from what we originally said, which was if the Vikings are not in the NFC Championship game this year, the Kirk train is gone. Okay. So don't even think about if he takes a pay cut. That is your statement. Well, what if what if <laughs> no? Yeah, if, 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 he, if, if he said I'll I will ten million dollars. You give me ten million, I'll stay. I still would say get out of here. I cannot do it anymore, Kurt. Uh, see, I don't know if I could do that. I'd have to I'd have to change my tune a little bit. Then Depends then I'd how be, this year finishes. Then I'd be I'd be okay with uh, flipping my switch. But yeah, I mean, even if you know we win eight games, we finish ten and seven. And when a playoff game lose the next, I'd say see a Kirk. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um, a lot really again, like I said, it's NFC championship game, or as Hayes just said, she's gonna be on a ten million dollar a year contract. Um, all right. Why, how did we win this game? What did we, we do? This, we won this game because uh Justin Fields got hurt. Oh. That's why you won this game. Um, you wouldn't have won this game if he played the whole game. Uh, you had to barely, like I said before, get a win, literally crawling as long and hard as you can um, against an undrafted Division two quarterback. So, um, yeah, they, they, they had no right to win this game, yet they still did. I, I kid you not, I wrote down a hot take, and I'll say it later, but I said – loss like i truly th- i i i keep thinking they lost this game because of how poorly they played um it doesn't feel like they won so yeah. uh it, it's just no one it's disappointing for all fans yeah it is i heard something on purple daily where this guy said it's disappointing for the fans that wanted them to tank because they won and it's disappointing for the fans that wanted them to win and go on this run because they pretty much lost they gave you nothing the Vikings are the only team to win and still disappoint every single one of their fans. 
That's how horrible they are. Well, they disappoint their fans and wins. Yeah, I agree with Hayes. Um, it's not necessarily anything we did. It's just that the Bears are that bad. And that was the same thing with Carolina. Yep. We could easily be 0-6. Um, so, yeah, like Hayes said, disappointing for everyone. It, it makes no sense how you barely lose to, again, a pretty good Kansas City Chiefs team, the, the reigning Super Bowl champs, and you barely beat a horrendous Chicago Bears team. Like, I just, I don't, I really don't get it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I said, why did we win? Because the Bears are dog shite. D2QB and practice squad running backs. Like, I, you know, you never know. I, I, I did think we were playing, honestly, pretty well against Fields. I don't think we would have, I, I think it would have been probably the same result, whether or not Fields played, to be honest. Granted, I again, would have been differently. I think it would have been differently. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I also maybe the whole game would have turned around and differently as well. One, sure, they probably would have. But it would, the final score would not have been nineteen thirteen if Fields was in that game. Yeah, it probably would have been a, a Joseph game-winning field goal as time expires. Exactly. Yep. But, um, all right. Well, I'll quick throw on the prediction results, and then I'm uber curious what Hayes's uber hot take is. Um, it's, uh, I probably hyped it up too much, but yeah, that's all right. Don't worry. Um, Andrew, you did finally get your second correct prediction this year. You said Byron Murphy will, will record his first interception happened with under two minutes left in the game. So congrats. You also said Kirk would have over 300 yards and three tutties. Nope. You had 180 and one touchdown. Hayes, you had similar prediction. You said Kirk would have three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 300 total yards. He didn't have any picks, but he did. Didn't do any yeah, he did. Things. No, that was counted as a fumble. It was. Yeah, it was counted as a fumble. Oh, so that helps. That allowed me to get my prediction correct. Because I said the Vikings will continue our fumbling streak, but we'll win the turnover battle. Wow. And that did nice. end up happening. Does that so make you mad? That makes you mad? It's just stupid, but yeah. Just makes Kirk's numbers look a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, how is that well, a fumble? Still a fumble. I don't know either. Well, also, how was the intentional grounding call with CJ Ham right there? Why was that called? Yeah. There's definitely some questionable calls out there. Um, otherwise, you know, Vikings did not put up 30 points and we did not score on 60% of our drives. <laughs> so I was nowhere near that. Hawkinson did not finally get 100 receiving yards, so that was wrong. Fields did not get 100 rushing yards. He had 46. That was Andrew's prediction. And Hayes said Fields would have 300 total yards and three touchdowns. He had none of those things. And also Jordan Addison did not get 100 receiving yards. So he did that. Hayes, you struck out. So that brings your prediction total to four. Um, I get one more, so I'm in the lead with six. Andrew, you got your second, but you're still in last. Um, I was the only one to predict a Vikings dub, so I got that right. I have three. Hayes, you have two because you predicted a Bears win. Andrew, you're still at one because you predicted a Bears win. Uh, but I will not be predicting a 30 points and two-score win next week against the Niners. I can promise you that. I, I I might not even predict them to score over 10. <laughs> a lot would have to change. I mean, we're also playing at home, which apparently were a worse home yeah. team. Ugh. 
Hayes, what's your hot take that you're saying? I said this was the worst Vikings game in the Kirk Cousins era. Um, oh, I'd say probably the Dallas game was, but this I'm not going to say really... based on his performance, he's had worse performances, but you didn't achieve anything with this win. Like I said earlier, you didn't tank. So the tank is out of the way. You're not going to get the first overall pick. Even if you lose out, there's probably going to be a team that only wins one or two games. Um, and you didn't get the big win that would have gave fans more hope. Uh, it was a win that felt like a loss, like we've said. So I- I'm done with Kirk, like I've said. This was the worst game of his Vikings career. Oh, Andrew, do you agree to this? No. Yeah, I, I don't know if I do either. But it is a hot take. I respect the hot take and owning it. Uh, I would say it was probably the – I'm trying to think if this was worse than the Panthers game offensively. I want to say it, yes. it was just because yeah. it's not like we – it's not like we were uh, moving down the field and we were having our unlucky turnovers. Um, Cause you know, against Carolina, the opening drive, we were within five yards of a touchdown before the pick six, same thing right before the half uh, about to put up another points or more points. And, you know, Ed Ingram got destroyed and Kirk threw it up in the air. This game, I was looking back. Um, we did not have the ball for more than four and a half minutes at any point in time. Oh. Our, our only touchdown, we scored in 100, 100 seconds. Um, the longest we had in the second half was four minutes and 10 seconds. And it resulted in a missed field goal. We went punt, punt, missed field goal, punt, punt. And then we picked up the first down and kneeled it at the end of the Great. game. So um, I don't remember what, what my point was. It sucked. The game sucked. The Vikings are <laughs> fraud. So. Oh, I was agreeing. I'd said this was definitely probably the worst offensive game of the year. Yeah. That, that was what I was trying to get at. Um, anything else? Again, it, it's weird because you did win. Uh, but, yeah, it didn't really give you any – good feelings um it's certainly nice to win not gonna not be mad because again i don't i don't think tanking is a realistic good strategy for the long run i mean bears clearly tanked last year it's not really looking positive for them this year um i'm not sure how to gather the texans they clearly tried to tank Last year, they look obviously much better this year than last year, but um, it's still, I think, just too early to tell. So someone made the point that, you know, Detroit started one and six last year, finished eight and nine, and now they look really good this year. So like, you know, building momentum and missing the playoffs or losing the first round, so long as you change things, you know, definitely I think could have benefit. That's true. You never know. You never know. Niners have potentially a lot of people out next week. Um, I know the Browns defense is actually pretty good, but yeah, Brock Purdy looked horrible. Um, so we could see maybe a, a similar low scoring offensive game on Monday night football. If guys like McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are, are out. Mm-hmm. That is true. It'll be interesting to see throughout the week, how they progress. 
Andrew, this will be a fun game to watch. I will not want to watch it because <laughs> it will suck. I mean, to be honest, it's probably going to be what it's been all year. They bore you by all belief on offense. They keep it close. They give you a, a a sliver of hope and chance that they might actually upset and beat the Niners and will probably lose by a score. And then Cousins screws it up. Uh, I don't think it's always Cousins. It could be anyone. It Offense really could actually anyone. take the lead and then all of a sudden B-Flow and his defense just get wrecked by Brock Purdy. We could lose by like a 62-game field goal or a 62-yard field goal by their rookie quarter uh, kicker. It could be anything. You never know. Yeah, that's probably the most likely scenario. After missing a 40-yard chip shot, he'll hit the a 65. Like to win by one. I don't think 40 yards is a chip shot. For an this NFL kicker, it should be. This day and age, I'd say it is. Really? You should make every kick under 40 yards? Yes. Outdoor stadium? Yeah. Yes. Kick? Yep, yes. yep, 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 okay. yep, 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 yep. Okay. If you're an um, NFL kicker and you're drafted in the third round, yeah. He's a third-round kicker? Oh, dang. That actually is interesting. Um. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we will record later in the week the preview for Monday Night Football against the 49ers. Um, Vikings are now two and four. We will see what happens. We this, shall. This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And Skull Vikes.